Rejoice in the Lord always. And I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. This is the word of God for the people of God. So, last week, sermon in a sentence. Practice, right? Sermon in a sentence. Practice, practice, practice. So how do we do this week? Uh, 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 no, I, I'm kidding. We're going to talk a little bit about that this week too. Um, and it's going to be encouraging. Isn't that great? Not going to leave out of here feeling beat up and beat down. God is doing things, church. He is doing things, and He's doing things in our hearts and lives. It's exciting. Okay, you ready? Sermon in a sentence. This is longer than last week's sentence. Have a plan. Have a plan. We have plans. We all have plans. We plan to go on vacation, plan to, what to do on our days off. We plan to have dates with our spouses or our children. If you don't, do it. That's a free piece of advice. Plan those things. We plan our holidays. We plan our work schedules. We plan our school events and we plan our school work. We plan our meals, we plan our workout schedules. What? What, what, are, what are you talking about? <laughs> we plan in case there's an emergency, right? We plan for rainy days. We don't want to be caught off guard. We don't like to be blindsided, and some of us cannot stand surprises. Amen? We don't, we, because we want to be planned. We want to have a schedule. We want to understand what's the next step. We want to know, where am I going after this? Or if this happens, how does that impact me, and what road do I take? We like to know those things, don't we? Back in the day, we had a map. Today, we have a GPS. I like to know what's the next step. I don't like to just to know what the next step is, but please tell me within how many feet I have to turn my blinker on. Right? Or when there's a policeman so I can slow down. I like to know. I want to have a plan. <clears throat> we always are consumed with the what-ifs. 
So much so that I need to know what the next step is. What if? We get into this spiritual battle. We have armor. We have this helmet. The helmet of salvation. For the what ifs. That's what it's for. The armor that we have. So this week, this is our last week talking about the helmet of salvation. Next week we're going to get into the the shield of faith. Okay? But it's about what ifs. And even we take our entire lives and everything about our lives and we look at the planning and we put this in place and we want to be sure that our next step is taken care of. Except sometimes when it comes to our spiritual life, we're just like, well, you know, hey, whatever goes, goes. I'll just react to whatever happens. A lot of times we don't even have an intentionality on how we're going to grow spiritually. Which is the most important part of our life. That's what was designed and created first. Who we are was thought about first in God's head. Not down the road, what's he going to look like with no hair? It's not about our physical. That's a byproduct of what's happening and what God wants to do spiritually. But we don't give it the time that we should. We don't give it the planning that we should. And so we end up being reactive. Don't we? Who likes being reactive? You enjoy flying by the seat of your pants? A lot of times that's the approach that we take to our spiritual life. Well, I'll just see whatever happens, happens, and I'll do the best I can with it when it comes. Instead of being intentional and understanding that every day we get up, we're going to step into a fight. When we get out of bed, man, our feet hit the floor. The old saying goes, for me, when I hit the, my feet hit the floor, I want the devil to go, oh my gracious, he's up. Right? But that's not how we approach it. Sometimes we get out of bed gently as we can so nobody knows we're up. I don't want to be heard. I don't want to be seen. If the floor creaks, man, the kids are going to be awake. I just need some quiet time. We are, we've all been there at points. But it's points at, as, as far as our spiritual life is concerned, man, we get up, man, we suit up, and we go to the day. Planning on victory. Planning on it. I've got this. Not worry and concerned or fear. What's going to happen today? How is somebody going to react? What if this person doesn't show up? How is this going to happen? And what's this, how is the ripple effect of this person's action going to impact me? And how's that going to affect the rest of my day? We've thought that, haven't we? Well, what if we step into it with the mindset, our mind being protected and understand, you know what? God has called me to do this. He has empowered me to do this. I will accomplish this. Sometimes we get to be the ripple in somebody else's pond. And I'm, I'm not trying to, to stir the waters, but at the same time, if we're moving with force and intentionality and we're focused on what God's called us to do, then you know what? Yes, we're going to make some waves in a positive way. Let's 
create impact. Let's plan. So as we move forward, and we've talked about the self-control. As we move forward to understanding, okay, if I'm attacked on this front, or this voice tone from this certain person kind of sets me off. Right? We've been there. What is our plan on dealing with that? What's our new path? And that's what we just go to the Lord. And we talked a little bit about last week. That we put things in front of us to help our minds make these decisions. Okay? We put things in front. We, we want to see things. We want to talk to God about those things. That's what this is about. Seeing things, understanding, you know, I need to be loving. I'm in, a tough, I'm, I'm in a tough situation. I'm processing a lot of stuff. There's a lot of transition happening in my life. You know what? I need to embrace my process. Put things in front of us. Whether it's the music that you listen to, it's the things that you watch. You have to put things in front of you that are going to lead you to the path and help you with your plan. Quarantine 15. How many's got it? Hmm? Guilty. Do you know? And I, do you know that ice cream and donuts and cookies talk to you? Okay. See, I'm not. The, okay. Okay. I, I, okay. I'm not the only one. Yes, they do, don't they? Okay, man. I'm going to get this quarantine 15 off. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I sit in the living room, and all of a sudden, you hear the chocolate chip cookie from the next room going, "Ian, come on." They even talk to you in the grocery store. You know, you're walking down the aisle and just like, oh. Uh, your, your cart just seems to follow exactly where they are because you're like, man, I could go for a Nutter Butter right now. And I... But you, that happens. What's the plan? And that's one of the things, even with, with workout or exercise, what is our plan to stay on course? We make those plans. We anticipate the cookies talking to us. Because you know they will. What are we doing in our spiritual lives? I know I'm going to go into work today. And somebody is going to say something. That might not end up very well. By the time I finish all of the air from my lungs. Out through my voice box. Right? What's the plan? Have a plan. Sit down and intentionally plan. We do this for work. We do this for running a household. We do this for managing our bank accounts. We do this for making sure that our budgets are squared away. We do this constantly except here. And yes, it takes effort. To start, then it gets easier. Really? Yes. Because as we continue to do that, then we get in flow. That flow is what Christ talks about, about the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives within us, will come up and bubble up out, out of us like living water. It flows. It just flows. And so the more we practice this, the more it flows. The more regularly it flows. You see, there's a difference there the more regularly it flows and the more it flows we had um, our AC replaced in our house 
couple weeks ago. And um, the guy's in there, and he's replacing everything, and he's looking at the blower and, and all this stuff. And he's like, um, do you feel like your air is somewhat restricted in your house? I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, you know, compared to other houses I've lived in, yeah. He said, well, you had an 8 inch by 8 inch hole that all the air was blowing up through your house. We made it 15 by 15. Now you're talking. More flow. The same with the Holy Spirit. The more you let Him flow through you, the wider the space gets. Why is that? Well, if you picture a river flowing or a stream or a creek flowing, and it's flowing through and it's more forceful as more rain and more water comes through, it begins eating away the sides of the creek bank. Right? That's what happens in your life. As the Holy Spirit flows through you, it begins to erode all of the things that shouldn't be there. And it washes it out. So that more and more of who He is flows through you. And it flows on a regular basis. That's why as we continue to surrender our lives to Christ, and we let those things happen in our lives, when we get into situations and circumstances, and all of a sudden this thought comes through your head about, you know what, I ought to pray for this person, or I ought to help this person, or I ought to do this. Man, that's never happened to me before. And all of a sudden you get in an argument with yourself standing in the middle of the grocery store. Because you're talking to yourself. And you're wondering, why is this happening to me? And why is this telling me that I should help this person, I should do this person, or help, help with that person, speak with them, pray for them. What, what, what is happening? Well, I don't know why that's happening. Well, it's happening and I want you to do this. But I don't know. I don't feel comfortable doing that right now. Right? That's the Holy Spirit moving you forward. Take that step, opening you up to step into a world that you personally and in the flesh may not be comfortable with. But that's where he needs you right now, is to help that person, is to engage that person. Because that person needs a rock thrown in their pond. So in our practicing, these are things that we would practice. These are things that we would do. You know, Ian, I just had a crazy thought. You know what I'm going to tell you? Go with it. Go with it. I don't know if I should do, go with it. Follow his lead. That's the lamp to your feet. Well, I don't know what's going to happen out here. God doesn't promise us out here, but he tells me that I'm going to be a lamp to your feet so that I know what this step is and I know what this step is. I don't know what that step is. And that's okay. Because you're following my lead. What's your plan to come against those things that hold you back. You start to feel anxious. You start to feel hopeless, overwhelmed. Well, you know what? I'm going to put on my phone the song by Hope Durst, Peace Be Still. And as soon as this situation happens and I start feeling overwhelmed or anxious, I'm going to find a quiet place and I'm going to listen to that song. 
as soon as tons of decisions need to be made and I can feel myself want to scream, as I'm starting to feel that way, I'm going to take five minutes and find a quiet place, ask God to help me and take five deep breaths. Tangible plans. Tangible plans. It's a process to learn sometimes. Because you know what? God is miraculous, is He not? He is. He can do anything in an instant. Sometimes He does. Sometimes He doesn't. I've seen people healed like that. Broken legs mended like that. I've seen broken legs mended in a process. All by God? Absolutely. So sometimes things are immediate. And sometimes things are a process. Either one of them are great. Because usually during our process is, what God, is where God is teaching us. And so let's embrace those and embrace those processes. <clears throat> if you've ever tried to grab a hold of a budget that is totally a wreck, it doesn't fix itself overnight, does it? Or a management position, or a position that you may step into in your job, or a family situation. Those sometimes, those, those take time. But we always look at those things and go, okay, well, you know what? This week isn't as bad as last week, so we're moving in the right direction. Man, that's great. That's encouraging, isn't it? You know, I, I need to lose some weight. I'm going to take it step at a time. I'm going to take, you know, if I can take, lose a pound this week, fantastic. If I can lose a pound next week, wonderful. I'm reaching my goal. I want to talk to you guys about recovery time. From a spiritual standpoint, recovery time is essential to our hopefulness. Did you hear me? Our, our recovery time is essential to our hopefulness. Because there may be a tough thing that happens in my life, and I get overwhelmed, and I get depressed, and I start feeling sad, and I can feel myself start that first curve of the spiral. And you start winding down, and you start going down. Usually, well, you know, if <clears throat> just as an example, it's like, well, you know, once I start that first curve on the spiral, you can figure, you know, it's probably going to be about two weeks before Ian's back up, and he's come worked his way back up the corkscrew, and he's doing okay now. Mentally, I'm checking out. But I have a plan now. And I start that first curve. And instead of two weeks, it's maybe a week and a half and I'm back up. Recovery time. That's God working in me and through me. Teaching me how to handle this situation that's in front of me. That usually throws me into a tailspin. And yes, it may be a week and a half instead of two weeks. But celebrate that. In what God has done. That's part of the process that God is working in you. That he is healing you. That he is bringing you along. 
So the goal begins to be to understand what God is doing in my life and to shorten my recovery time. Then it's a week. Then it's five days. Then it's four and a half days. <laughs> the next time it might be six days. Okay, 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 let's, let's, let's get back on this. Let's get focused on this. Hey, you know, Sean, I, I need to talk to you, man. I got some tough things going on. I need to talk to you. Where's your accountability? Where's your support? Open and honest. Because, you know, for me, a long time has been, oh, man, I got to handle this. 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 And you know what? I become isolated and alone. And that is another tactic of the enemy. If I can separate you from the herd, man, I'm going to eat you alive. But there's strength in numbers, is there not? There is strength in numbers. And so it's a matter of understanding that as we shorten our recovery time, that there are plans that we have to put in place. Well, you know what? I've got to get over myself because I need to call Adam and tell him that I'm struggling this week. That's where we're at, church. And what's happening in that is that just like... And I love those blocks that Cole brought. Just like those blocks that Cole had here, if I'm connecting to Adam and I'm connecting to Sean and I'm connected to Jim, then you know what? I may need to feed off their light a little bit for this week. Because <laughs> the old bulb's going dim. Right? But then I've got these guys and I've got these teammates that are helping me move through from where I'm at to my recovery time shortening so that I am living in flow with the Holy Spirit and blowing against what has come to destroy me, I have now overcome that through the power of God, through His church, and I'm moving forward. And the next guy that sees me goes, Hey man, how are you handling such and such? Or, you know what? You haven't really spiraled down in the last couple months. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Let me tell you what God's done. That's part of our plan. And sometimes it's a process in our healing. That that recovery time shortens. And it shortens. And it shortens. Until it's not a part of my life anymore. That I am moving forward with strength and power, understanding that God has saved me from that and has made me walk in newness of life. That's where we get to go, is to walk in that newness of life. And that is infectious. Probably not the best word in this season. But it's true. Is it not? It's true. It's infectious. Because then all of a sudden it's like, Steve, how'd you get that? Because I need it. I want it. How do I do this? It's infectious. It is so important, church, to have a plan. And it does take some time. What is your boulder that you need to deal with? Pick one. 
Don't get in this mindset that all of a sudden you've got to carry all these boulders and go, okay, I've got to have a plan for this and this and this and this. You're at points, you're going to set yourself up for failure because you're just going to get so frustrated and, and so lost and hopeless that you're taking on all these things. And it's like you take all of your boulders and you go, okay, this is all I've got. God, this is everything in my backpack. Which one do you want to walk me through? Which two do you want me to face today? Where are we, what are we conquering in this season of life, God? And you'll find if you focus on one, most of these boulders, in some form or fashion, are tied together. Somehow they're connected. There's a lifeline between all of these boulders. Because if I end up doing this, well then, okay, well then, this boulder gets bigger. This one starts rolling down the hill. This one, this one, this one. And it's, it's this ripple effect that happens within those boulders. So if God is going to highlight this one that he wants you to take care of, you can bet that he understands how they're all connected, and he'll free you from those two. It's the most amazing domino effect. And God does it. But have a plan. Understand what it is to deal with that one. Or those two that he has said, this is what I want to free you from right now. Have your plan. Walk out your plan. Ask God's help for your plan. He's not just going to go, okay, here you go. It's like a doctor giving you a prescription. Go, okay, here, you got to go fill it. And then all of a sudden you're fighting with the pharmacy on how to get it filled. That's not God. God's like, okay, here's what we are going to do together. You on board? Let's do this. And he'll walk you through it. He's faithful. He will not leave you alone. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. All of those promises come into fruition with that in what you're dealing with. And you can bank on every one of them. Have a plan. Understand that sometimes it's not going to be immediately miraculous. Sometimes it's a process. Embrace it. Walk through it. Enjoy it. Because everything that you learn and everything that you've freed from, God is going to, guaranteed, bring somebody else across your path that needs freed. Help them. Help them. Because we get to. We get to help them. And we will watch life shift and change have a plan be intentional celebrate recovery times not with cookies and ice cream enjoy watching what God's doing in your life enjoy it enjoy it Father Lord thank you so much for this time that we've had together God I just thank you for your love for us. I thank you for your pathways. I thank you for your encouragement. I thank you for the possibilities of being freed from those things that hold us back and hold us down. Father, thank you for your power. Thank you for your love and your joy. Thank you for making our crooked paths straight. God, thank you for your redemption. Father, thank you for your restoration. Father, you're not finished with us. Father, may we, pl- may we just listen and plead with you 
to know the plan that you have for us in these situations so that we are victorious and you are seen as great and mighty. Father, thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.